0: And now, ladies and gentlemen, our next guest, he is the assistant, the head, head assistant, the basketball coach at Texas, Texas Tech. I don't know why I'm having a hard time getting the tease out this morning. But at any rate, the Texas Tech Raiders, and they're in the final four. And we're glad to have him a part of our show. As always, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Coach Glenn Cyprian. Coach, welcome to the show good morning guys how you doing doing well how about yourself sir Do,
1: doing good doing good just putting in a lot, lot of hours getting ready for uh... this weekend
0: man i tell you when <laughs> when i woke up in the middle of the night and i got a text from you said i'm just leaving the office at 2:17 in the morning i said wow <laughs> But man, hey, we're glad to have you on the show. And I know there's a lot of things going into what you guys do. And look, uh, coach started all off at the very beginning here. Uh, this is the first time Texas Tech has been in the final four. Man, our hats off to you and the crew there. And a lot of things are going on with Texas Tech. Talk to us. How do you feel?
1: Well, it's a great feeling. It's been a good run this year and, uh, you know, we were able to to kind of put together some transfer uh, players, uh, some graduate transfers, and we had some veteran guys come back. and And early on, uh, you know, we played Duke in the fall. We played Duke to pretty much a standstill. Should have won the game at Madison Square Garden in the fall. And I think from that time on, we just gained so much confidence going into the conference season. And then once we got into the conference season. Uh, we played really well. We obviously was conference champs mm-hmm. this year, Big 12 champs and, and, uh, it just gave some confidence. So it's been a good run. And, uh, you know, it starts with our leader, the head coach here, Chris Beard has done a tremendous job. Mm-hmm. Young guy is only his fourth year in, in, in Division one coaching, but he's been two years back to back coaching the year in the Big 12, which says a lot. And, uh, to, to get this team to the final four this year, the team, Elite Eight last year says a lot about what he's done with this program mm-hmm. under his leadership. So uh it's been a good ride and especially for me coming back to college mm-hmm. you know uh this year and, and this is my my first final four was in two thousand and four mm-hmm. when uh, at Oklahoma State when we had of course Tony Allen. So yeah uh, this is my you know our second final four so it's it's been a good ride. It really has been.
0: Okay. Now looking at uh everything from the beginning of the season and the season start to now. Coach, did you have any idea that this is where you guys would be at this present moment? Any idea?
1: No, you know, I'd be lying if I said I did. I mean, I you know, you just never know anytime you get so many new guys. You know, last year uh, Texas Tech lost six guys, and so we had to replace a lot of guys. So uh, to bring in the players we did and to get them in jail the way they have, again, says a whole lot about, you know, Coach Beard and and, uh, and this program.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely coach. Yeah. And talk about um we'll get into to some more. This is Joshua by the way. Talk talk about um I saw it was a moment that went viral, uh, with a player's family that was able to come in. Yeah. Um from from overseas. Talk about that that moment. Um yeah, and, know, and that whole thing. Yeah, so. we
1: we've had two big time moments this year. One was we have a kid uh we have a kid uh uh Davide from Italy and uh just last weekend we had his parents come in, fly all night. His mom had never seen him play and, uh, and they were fortunate to get here and surprised mm-hmm. him and, uh, was able to be there for this past weekend from Italy and, uh, just was a, a big time, big time feeling, uh, f- for him and for, for our guys. And, uh, two weeks prior to that, we have another kid from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, uh, or sorry, Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and his mom never saw him play, and, and she was able to come in for senior night and surprise him. So, wow. those were two big time moments, and, uh, you know, that, that's why kids play college basketball, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a blessing for their parents to get a chance to see them in person, and, and both of those moments went viral, but, uh, just, just a big time moment for those guys, and really meant a
0: lot. Yeah, we're Definitely. talking with Coach Glenn Cyprian, the assistant head uh, basketball coach at the uh, Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders, and they're in the Final Four. Coming up, Coach, you guys have got to play Michigan State. And, uh, which of the two teams, if I can ask this, when you saw before Michigan uh, won the game, who would you had rather play? Or well, was there, or did you even care? It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, you know, and everyone asks me that, and and there's a reason why I'm not sleeping. You know, I, two nights ago I left the office at 3 a.m. Last night, 2:15. Yeah,
0: it's
1: because Michigan <laughs> State is so good. <laughs> but uh, to ask you a question, I think this time of the year, you know, everyone's good, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you're able to make it this far, I mean, I think all four teams uh, have different characteristics of, of who they are and, and how they play, styles of play. And, uh, everyone's good. So, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't, we didn't necessarily have a preference. It was more about, uh, you know, game planning for Duke or whether it was going to be Michigan State. Their styles are way different. Uh, Michigan State tried to punch you in the mouth with their physicality. Yeah. Uh, and they also get up and down the floor. And of course, Coach Izzo is a Hall of Fame coach, but, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to be here. But, uh, we've reiterated to our guys that this is, uh, just a fun trip you know we're going down and try to win the whole dang thing and and uh you know we're 40 minutes away from uh if we can just uh play well on saturday then Mm -hmm. you know you give yourself a chance on monday Mm
2: -hmm. definitely definitely um kind of good just letting the people know uh we'll talk with coach glenn cyprian texas tech red raiders Mm -hmm. uh with the final four appearance big time y'all know coach cyprian
0: he's been on the show a million times it seems like always enjoy having him come on he's been uh grizzly's uh associated with the Grizzlies organization the uh Memphis Tigers Memphis Hustle Mm -hmm. and Memphis Tigers Texas A&M and so we've followed you around the country coach and (laughs) (laughs) And, and I just want to combine the
2: segments a little bit here okay um I got the guys uh here with us uh Justice Bowden and Evan DeVold who are our uh contributors as well and I know Glenn you're familiar with these guys as well we'll bring that into the conversation right now uh guys welcome to the show
0: and uh Whoever wants to kick off uh, Justice uh first welcome from Los Angeles yes. and uh uh Evan DeVall from Memphis, Tennessee. Guys, welcome to the show. Let's start off with Justice since he's you yes. know farther away than anybody yes. else. <laughs> and up early, But Justice, welcome to the show, man.
3: Hey, uh glad guys, glad to be on uh patients on uh advancing to the final four first time in school history. Uh how, how does it feel? How does it feel right now? What's the feeling in uh Levy, Texas?
1: Well, it's, uh, I tell you, the excitement is unbelievable. You know, again, I experienced this in 2004 in a different way. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of excitement about Oklahoma State basketball and what co Sutton had done. And in a smaller version now and, and more exciting version now, you can start to get that sense here that people start to realize that, uh, what Chris Beard has put together here is something special. So, uh, it, it's, it's, it's an exciting time. There's, we're going to have a ton of fans go down. Uh, to Minneapolis and, and head down there. We, they sold out the student tickets within a matter of 30 minutes. Wow. Uh, the allotment, they have to students. So, uh, it's, it's a good time. We're, uh, we're excited about it. But again, we reiterate to our guys that, you know, we're going down for business. We're, we're trying to win the whole thing. And, and, uh, and, and that's our mindset.
2: Definitely, definitely.
1: Not to get into deep, too deep into the game plan uh, against Michigan State, but what are some things that you,
3: you guys want to take away? from the Spartans coming into the Final Four
1: game? Yeah, they're, they're talented, man. You know, their starting point guard was player of the year in the league, and, and he's averaging 19 points, eight, eight assists a game. But he's, he's the head of the snake, so to speak. Uh, you know, he makes them go. So we've got to really figure out a way to corral and contain him. Uh, and not let him go off, but boy, he's just tremendous player. And, you know, their their mindset and, and the character of their program is they want to beat you up on the boards and they're going to play with physicality, and so we expect that, and we're going to have to battle the boards and not let that get out of hand. But, uh, you know, they can beat you different ways. They can beat you in transition or they can beat you in the half court. So, you know, we're still ranked number one in defense efficiency, so we hope our defense travels. And, uh, we're just hoping that, you know, we give our, ourselves a chance to win, keep that thing close and make some shots at the end.
0: Okay. All right. Evan DeVald, uh, uh, yeah. welcome to the show, Evan.
4: Appreciate it, Bob. Yes, sir. Uh, again, coach, uh, congratulations. This is Evan DeVald. I know a lot of guys, uh, in this game versus you and, uh, you know, Texas Tech and Michigan State are, you know, you got some NBA ready guys on that, uh, on both teams. But to me, I'm more excited for the coaching matchup. I mean, you got a Hall of Famer in Tom Izzo. You got probably the best young coach in Chris Beard. Talk about that matchup. Uh, Chris Beard is now finally getting the recognition that he's probably deserved for two years now, uh, at Texas Tech. Talk about that coaching matchup between basically a young genius in Chris Beard and a Hall of Famer in Tom Izzo.
1: Yeah, I think if you ask Chris Beard the same question, you know, he'll tell you that. Man, he's got so much respect for Coach Izzo and what he's done uh, throughout, his, throughout his career. And obviously, he's a Hall of Fame coach. And, and, uh, and but in retrospect, I'd say the same for Chris. You know, Chris reminds me a lot—a younger version of Eddie Sutton—in uh, so many ways. You know, the way he carries himself, the way he's demanding. And I think the one word I use for Chris is meticulous. You know, really meticulous in the way he coaches these guys. As kind of reports everything from the top down recruiting and everything and uh him himself i think you'll see one day he'll be a guy that's going to be in the hall of fame but uh you know we talk about matchups you know obviously you got to give him a check because the Izzo's been around a long time but i i would say that chris beard doesn't take a backseat to no one i you know what he's done here in a short period of time and the way he's done it with no five-star players with no full-star players not even the top 150 player in the country. And now the, the you know, last two years, last year we had Zaire Smith get drafted. And in this year we've got Jerry Colbert on our team, mm-hmm. a sophomore, who's projected to go as high as number five in the draft. You know, that says a lot about what Texas Tech do to develop their players. So mm-hmm. I think you got to give Chris Beard a ton of credit. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think he'll take a, a step back Was on, on Saturday, I think our guys will show up to be ready to play.
4: Yeah, that's, that's crazy that you mentioned that. Coach, Chris, I was just talking to some people yesterday. about Chris Beard and his development. Uh, for him just to be such a young coach, uh, on the division one level, I know he had prior coaching experience. It's nothing short of amazing the way he's developed non top 150 talent and, uh, sent some guys to the NBA one coming up in Jared Culver, but let me get back to the regular season real quick. Uh, you guys finally were able to knock Kansas off its Big 12 run. Uh, Talk a little bit about how that kind of got you guys up heading into the Big 12. I mean, uh, winning the Big 12, heading into the NCAA tournament because Kansas has really run the Big 12 over the last 10 to 15 years. Did that get you guys mentally prepared for the NCAA tournament knowing that, hey, you've knocked off a blue blood like Kansas, you guys can make a deep run?
2: And Hmm. I'm going to throw this out there, Coach. I I predicted, as the guys know, that Texas Tech uh, would win the Big 12 as well. Uh, over Kansas. So I just want to throw out my, my little, my little bragging on, on that, on that end as well. But, but go ahead, coach. I, I wish,
1: I wish you would have called me and let me know if you knew something I did, man. <laughs> I said I couldn't sleep because of game running. I'd have felt more comfortable. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, what, what Coach Self has done at Kansas, man, we have that respect for him. And, uh, but yeah, I think the way we won the league and, and, uh, you know, we had to go win at Iowa State on the road. I think that that gave our guys a ton of confidence going into the NCAA tournament. And uh, our guys knew that we could play with anyone. You know, again, I keep reiterating that we played Duke in the fall. Sometimes coaches don't want to play tough non-conference games. Mm -hmm. But for us, I thought that was the pinnacle mentally for our guys to know that, you know, we had Duke down. We're up, you know, forward, I guess, the last two, three minutes of the game and had opportunities to win against a great Duke team. And I think what it did, uh, although we didn't win the game, it helped our mindset going into the conference uh, the conference uh, schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, going through the year in the conference and winning that league, which is the Big 12, in my opinion, is the best league uh, in the country, I think that really prepared us. And, and I think now our guys' mindset says that if we bring and come to play and play unselfish, tough, and defend, that we can beat anybody in the country when you have those three things. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
0: definitely and uh, we're talking to coach Glenn Cyprian the uh, head assistant basketball coach at Texas Tech uh the Red Raiders and they're in the final four and uh, man looking good and coach uh, tell the people when is this game going to be and uh uh, uh what is what 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 time do you do you have all that information
1: yeah so we're uh we're actually taking off in the first day tomorrow morning, and and uh, of course get down there and and, and practice settle in and you know, our guys are looking forward to the trip. The big thing is for obviously for years and years as a college coach and even working with the Grizzlies, going to the final four in my opinion is a pinnacle. Mm-hmm. You know, in football it's a super it's the super bowl. But uh, you know, on Friday there's always a practice, an open practice that's open for the teams and usually you can expect anywhere from fifteen to twenty thousand people. To show up just for a practice so we'll have that open practice on friday and then again we'll roll right into the game on saturday where we'll play the second game after virginia uh plays against another good auburn team and uh and then hopefully uh after saturday the championship game will be on monday
2: and and coach i i gotta ask you um i'm i know um you which you um uh, everybody's heard about the uh the the uh death and the shooting of um the rapper Nipsey Hussle. And the reason I ask you about this is because he was actually the day before was at the game at you guys, uh, game. Matter of fact, uh, cheering for Texas Tech and a lot of some of the players saw him behind the bench and everything. Uh, did you know that, um, that he was there or did the players know about that whole thing or?
1: Yeah, we've got the kid. He was there to see the kid Brandon, one of our players that, and, and Brandon's father works with a lot of artists and. And he brought him to the game, and so they they have a special relationship. So wow. that was uh, kind of a sad moment, uh, obviously, not only for us and our team, but you know, again for 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 our community, you know. To and again, I don't know everything, but uh, just to kind of see how how he was shot up and the way it happened is just it's just sad for our community. But uh, yeah, there were some ties there, and, and he was able to see us play, and that was a good moment for our ball club.
2: Definitely, definitely, Coach. And last thing I'll ask you is when it it comes to the Final Four and everything, are there, and you've been there before, but are there nerves when you talk about the players and everything? Because this this tournament's been intense. You know, every tournament's intense, man. Mm -hmm. But this has been really intense um, for just about everybody. And talk about is there a certain different preparation that you have? Uh, and getting players prepared, and even yourself as a coaching staff, do you kind of feel the nerves, or do you guys kind of feel that going in, or are you too zoned in to what you have to do?
1: No, we, you know, we talked about it uh last night. I mean, with our guys, I mean, you're going to have a, what we call a Final Four moment, you know, and a and, uh, Final Four moment means that when you look around and there's 72,000 people at the basketball game, you're going to look around and say, holy cow, I can't believe I'm in the Final Four. Uh, and, and different people, it's going to hit different people different ways, and you know, there may be some guys that'll cry, and there may be some guys be excited, there may be some players that's nervous and shoot air balls. But uh, we're hoping that everyone gets that final full moment out of their system before game time, and uh, and then once the game starts and the ball goes up, they realize that you know, hey, you still have to play the basketball game. But uh, we we're going to try to keep this thing as close to normal as possible uh it's going to be difficult because of the media coverage because of the responsibilities and uh and, and and just everything that goes into this game you know we've got special security now we're we're traveling with you know the popo so to speak mm-hmm. and uh just try to keep our guys you know away from as much as excitement as possible but uh at the same time you want them to to enjoy the moment, mm. uh, but when that ball goes up, you know we're going to try to be as close to normal and, and have those guys play their butt
0: off at game time. Yes, sir. And uh, this is Bob. And one last thing, I want to get in here, Coach. Uh You know, a lot of times in, in sports, uh, some teams uh, would uh, have the tendency to overlook a certain team heading for the next level of play. As far as you guys final four, and the next one, the next level up is you guys in the national championship. Uh, you guys have, you, I'm pretty sure you guys have talked to the guys and said, "Hey, look, uh, this all, as you said earlier, everybody has come to this level are very, very important. They're very tough. No one is to overlook anybody. Is this the thing you talk to you guys about? And how important is that?
1: Well, what we talk about uh, every day is having a chip on our shoulder. Uh, what we talk about in our locker room is having a street dogs. You know, and what I mean by that, we we were picked last in our conference. We weren't even picked uh, <laughs> to win our conference. Wow. You know, uh, we obviously weren't picked to get to where we are today. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you look around and the rumblings now is that we have no chance to win on Saturday. So we're, we're going. You know, we go about our business every day with chip on our shoulder. We we like to call ourselves street dogs. You know, we we got a coach that you know now all of a sudden is getting recognized, but. Uh, but and we've got some guys. We don't have top 100 guys. but We've got guys that are transferred in. We got, you know, uh, graduate guys. You know, we've kind of got to put together roster, and but we've got a roster of hungry guys that's, that's got a lot of pride. So we're not going to overlook anyone. I mean, we're excited to be in there, but uh, we're going in there with an expectation that we're going to play well, and we're hoping our defense travels. And if we do, at the end of the game, we'll have a chance to win. So uh, our guys are excited about it. And. We've got a lot of respect for Michigan State. You know, mm-hmm. they've been there before. Yes. is a Hall of Fame coach. They've got great players. Uh, they've got three, uh, they obviously, they've got four all-conference players. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so we've got nothing but respect for them. We've got to play our butt off to be in the game at the end.
0: Coach, I tell you what, uh, we appreciate you being with us today. It's an honor, as always, to have you a part of our show. And look, uh, I'm going to be ringside. Well, I'm not ringside. But court courtside well not court courtside TV side I'm, I'm like a TV side i put side. it that way yeah. <laughs> yeah and when you win coach I'm going to throw all the popcorn in the air how about there that there you go
1: <laughs> well well, I appreciate it and uh, man I'm telling you I have nothing but love for you guys and respect for what you guys do back then in the Memphis and you know I tell people man Memphis will forever be my second home I, yes, sir. the way people treated me there and, and um, I'm always obviously cheering for the Grizzlies and cheering for the Tigers from afar so uh uh, I appreciate you guys and, uh, hopefully we can do it again and, and I'll have a special ring on my finger next time we're talking. Yes,
0: sir. absolutely. That's right. That's absolutely. Right. Coach Glenn Cyprian, the uh, head assistant basketball coach at Texas Tech Raiders. Red Raiders, let's put it that way. And, uh, coach, again, it is an honor to have you on this morning. Thanks for joining us and, uh, hey, go Red Raiders.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. Take care.
0: All right, coach. All right. Hey, we're back.
3: Liberation Sports Podcast. Liberation Sports follow us. Yes,
2: right. sir. Yes, sir. So how y'all feeling about uh what Coach Sip had to say?
3: Well Coach, Coach Sip is always a, a great interview and, and uh you know I I still can remember him back when his daughter was attending Ridgeway High School. He hasn't changed much at all. Uh, you know, great guy. Uh he of course he can he can recruit and I'm sure he's been a welcome addition to Chris Beard's staff in that respect. And, uh, hey, just got Texas Tech peeking at the right time. But I think Tiger fans know all about this team. You know, they played them on a the neutral site. But as he mentioned, we saw Texas Tech get Duke earlier in the season, and we knew that team was going to be pretty good. But, uh, what they've done that this year is, is no, nothing short of, uh, remarkable in
2: my mind. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt, man. And, Evan, how you feel about Coach? I know you know Coach, man. And, and we've, we've all talked to him a lot, um, here on the show and everything. How you, uh, feeling? Are you kind of surprised that they, uh, made it this far or not really?
4: Not really, uh, because Coach Sip, he's, he's just a vet in the game. So it's really in hindsight when you got Chris Beard, who's probably one of the top five coaches in the game right now. Uh, if you just X out all the guys who, who the gray hairs who's been there 30 or 40 years, some of the guys who hadn't won titles in over 15, 20 years, Uh, If you just really honest with yourself and go down the line and talk about X's and O's, player development, to me, Chris Beard is one of the top five coaches in college basketball today. Uh, So in hindsight, with Sifts and Chris Beard, you really got two head coaches on your staff. I'm not surprised at all, and I don't know about you guys, but to me, you just have the feel that Texas Tech might actually win this Uh, (laughs) name. Yeah. It it, it really wouldn't be be a surprise, man. and just think about that. Um, think about if they win, how many more opportunities come, come along for assistants like Glenn Sippering who's been around the block a long time and who will probably, in my opinion, make a great head coach on the level. Think about the altitude it to push Chris Beard up. I mean, UCLA has an opening position. So many other big-time programs will be coming out to him, and at least, you know, Texas Tech is going to send him a real huge raise. Oh, yeah. So. I'm I definitely not surprised about what they're doing. Uh You kind of expected it once you've seen how, you know, we love Tubby here, but once Tubby left and how Chris Beard kind of lifted Texas Tech to a newer height, uh I'm not surprised at all, man. I wouldn't be surprised to see them Monday holding up NCAA title. Yeah,
2: no question, man. And the thing about Chris Beard, he has proven that he's legit. He's the real deal. And then, like you said, bringing in a guy like Coach Slipper and shows that he knows how to build a staff <laughs> to continue to be successful and continue to raise the level mm-hmm. of, of what you're doing on, not just on the court, but off the court, player development, recruiting, which is why even the Grizzlies had him here, um, doing some things, scouting talent because he knows talent, knows how yeah. to handle talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going all the way back to Memphis and, and, um Texas A&M as well, where he was associate head coach there. So, and I, honestly, I'm kind of surprised he hadn't gotten a head coaching job yet, but I think that will come, uh, pretty soon. No question, but, uh, to bring up the, the UCLA thing real quick before we get to the Memphis recruiting, they threw a lot of money at Coach Cal and Cal, the finesse king has turned that into an unbelievable deal. At Kentucky to uh, to stay there for the rest of his life, essentially. Uh, what, what do y'all think about that whole thing? How that turned out? Uh, Justice, you want to take that?
3: Well, well, first off, has Cal signed the lifetime contract, or is it just out there?
2: I think it's done, Evan. Um, I believe it's done. I, I think it's done. He it.
3: Yeah, he, he signed it. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for for the Tesla Don, as I like to call him, uh, <laughs> you know, he just did what he does. Whether he, you know, was going to stay or, or go to UCLA. Uh, I think it was going to be tough anyway. I said mm-hmm. that UCLA was going to need to offer him $20 million to get him to leave because when you look at $10 million in, in you know, bluegrass Kentucky, that goes mm-hmm. a long way and yeah. it's just that cost of living. I just think it was going to be difficult for him to maintain that, that lifestyle, uh, having to get on the 405 freeway and head yeah. to Westwood. But, uh, you know, he done it in Kentucky. Uh, Seems that they don't want to go back to uh, you know another another, another uh, coaching search, mm-hmm. and that they would just rather you know c- continue the momentum of uh, you know the one national championship that he's brought uh, to Kentucky. Yeah. But um, you know, in some other ways, you know, fans are getting restless in terms of maybe not winning the national title. But I think they understand at least that with young players, it's going to be tough to come in year in and year out and, and compete. Mm-hmm. But somehow uh cal
0: continues to do it yeah now guys do you think uh start with uh uh, evan or either either one of you can comment both of you comment on this really uh what uh do you think really really do you think that coach Cal really wanted to go to ucla
4: i don't think so um just based off the cost of living uh he has a $5 Five million dollar home in Lexington, that's probably a one million dollar, I mean a ten million dollar home in, in LA. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just the cost of living and you're going to still have the same pressure. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me same pressure and I'm cutting my budget, and no, I'd rather stay in Lexington. Yeah. But I will say this, Bob, okay. Um Kentucky fans need to get a grip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adolph Rupp is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. If you look since 1998, they've only won two national titles. Uh, we need to stop calling all these Old programs who had great winning traditions, mm-hmm. still top tier programs. Even UCLA. When the last time UCLA won a national title? Yeah. To me, blue bloods of the day, you gotta look at teams like Villanova. Uh, Duke is still a blue blood because they're continuing winning national championships in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But just because you were winning in the 50s and 60s, doesn't mean that they're still translating today. Those fans need to get a grip. Cal has done a different job there.
0: You're right. We need to hear from those teams today, regardless exactly. of what they've done in the past. If they're not, if they're not sticking around today in, in the past few years, man, you know, hey, uh, hats off to your record, but hey, what are you, what have you done for us yeah, lately, John Wooten? Well, <laughs> you know. a program that
3: falls into that category is Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. Oscar Robinson, they won some massive titles. They, you know, they haven't won one since. Uh, but I guess they, that would be one of those, along with Marquette, who had some tradition, had a national title back in the day under Al Aguirre. So there's yeah. a couple of programs that fall into that
2: category. That's yeah. very true. Um, As matter of fact, Mick Cronin, it looks like he's one of the guys that's interested in that UCLA job, mm-hmm. um, which is yeah, interesting. That would be a step up for him, I think. Definitely.
3: No question. Simply because, uh, for some reason, he can't seem to get out of the first round at, uh,
4: coming out of the American Conference. Yep. That would be a terrible hire for UCLA, though.
2: Terrible. Yeah. You're not a Cronin fan.
4: That will be atrocious. That will be a, a a guy who's gone in four years. He doesn't fit the mold of what they need up there.
0: They okay. need a guy who
4: can sell a program. Well,
0: I, they I need don't... a
4: charismatic uh, recruiter, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Should, would they be better off keeping what they got? No. Or keeping what they had in, no. rather than hiring this guy here?
2: No. With, uh, okay. Yeah. With Bartow? Yeah, I think so. But no, no, okay, I don't <laughs> think so.
3: Uh, they, they uh, need him. So they'd um, be better off going to get a Earl Watson, just follow the footstep of every other program. Earl Watson. NBA yeah. guys, you know, with connections to the area. Uh, and so I, you know, if it were me, I would probably go, go along with Earl Watson, who just got out of the NBA, who mm-hmm. had a powerful, uh, not maybe nationally recognized, but recently, uh, the Earl Watson Elite program was recognized as one that really focused on player development. And then, you know, you got those connections, uh, and then he's used L.A. alone. So if it were me, I would probably look a little bit closer that way unless they're going to go for an established head coach who's shown he can really recruit, especially on, on the West Coast.
2: And that, that shows the diversity of all of us here. guys. have got justice with the L.A. connection, you know what I mean, dropping uh, dropping the knowledge from there. But yeah. so on the Memphis side of things, all right, because we, we know the season has been over for the Tigers and everything, but what uh, the focus now has been recruiting. And, you know, we kind of talked about, uh, last time with the guys they're focused on or whatever the case may be. How are we feeling, um, right now as, as things look? Whoever wants to get Well, it. I, I'll take
4: that first, but, uh, I do want to give a shout out. It's not Tiger related, but it's Grizzly related to yeah. Jerry Stackhouse. Yes. Uh, assistant coach for the Grizzlies. That's right. He, uh, is close to agreeing in terms to become the head coach at the University of Vanderbilt. So I do want to send a congratulations to, uh, Coach Stackhouse. We're going to have to try to get him on the show, man. Yeah. yeah. But, um, what I do want to say about that is right now Memphis finds itself in probably a position that every program in America wants to find itself in. Mm-hmm. And that's you're in with four or five really top, high top tier recruits and you kind of putting the pressure on them saying, Hey, whoever commits first, we're taking it. When you notice that when they start getting in on guys like Precious Achua and Matthew Hurt came around and said, Hey, he wants to do an official visit. You saw Lester Keone and say, Hey, my decision's coming up soon. I'm doing in-home visits with Penny Hardaway. You saw Trenton Waffle say, Hey, I'm going ahead and setting a date now. I'm going to announce my decision at yep. the Jordan Brand Classic. Mm-hmm. When you do that and you show that you can move on and get other top-tier talent, mm-hmm. that puts pressure on guys who think they could kind of not really drag you along, but think they could take their time because up until then, Nobody heard a set date from Lester ass or Turner Walker. So I think Memphis basically finds itself in the position that every program in America wants to find itself in. You end on four or five top tier guys, and I think they're going to get at least two. If I had to pick, I think they end up with Lester ass and Precious True.
2: Wow! Now if they get those two guys, that's just that's just insane, especially with Precious and his uh, his skill set and what what he brings, man. But Justice, let's say we get those two. All right, how, how do you feel? About And we get nothing else, you know, no other movement, you never know what, what could end up happening, but no other movement is done. How you feeling about what Penny has brought in and how that could work immediately next year?
3: Well, if they were able to land uh, Lester Keonez and Precious Jew, that would be uh, right there, if not the best uh, incoming class in the program's history, because you get that balance but of course you got to play it out on the floor you know I was there right there with Tari Black, Chris Crawford, Joe Jackson, Jalon Kendrick, Will Barton, yep. Antonio Barton and those guys committed and I mean you know Will Barton is still playing a lot those guys are still playing professionally uh, you know if not in the NBA overseas but uh, the, just to get into Precious chewer for a second here because every guy in the Tigers uh, class so far and even the guys they mentioned there they all have a tremendous skill in terms of, you know, being able to rebound the ball or athletic. This guy's uh, truest best skill, I think, is just his ability to just compete at some level. It, it's ridiculous. His he The way he can transition up, up and down the floor, uh, the way he flies up and down the floor, he is a difference maker. Uh, if, if I had a, a magic wand uh, outside of Keonez, who's just a tremendous shooter, this is the guy I would want, Precious Achua, uh, it, it, amongst, uh, Matthew Hurt and Trader Wofford because his athleticism, his, his, his ability to compete, to rebound, to get off the floor is just unmatched. Uh, there won't be a pla Tigers player like that on the roster. And I think when you go back down through the years, over 10, 20 years, you won't find a player that the Tigers have recruited
2: like this, maybe since, uh, if not William Bedford, probably uh, Larry Keenan. I mean, this guy is wow. an absolute freak. Mm. And you going up the ladder on the Tiger Greats right there. You've been up King and William, Bedford guys. I'm like just that. saying, man, yeah.
3: this this pressure's true. He, he's a real
2: deal. Definitely, definitely. And um, it, it, it's going to be interesting, man, because I, I, I'm still curious how this whole thing's going to shake out with playing time. Because if you get all these guys, it's a ton of talent. Then you talk about Lance Thomas coming back in the fold, and some guys that didn't even weren't even really in the picture. Um, and, I, and maybe, hey Josh, I
3: just got one question for you, Josh. Right. Uh, Nasir Little, the five-star, uh, t- projected top ten pick, did he start for North Carolina this season?
2: Yeah,
3: well, I, I see. Was he coming off the bench? Yeah,
2: yeah, he was. Uh, he the was. mark
3: of a great program is once you get these these four and five star players to to play a role, and I think that's the going to be the biggest thing about Penny Hardaway and his staff. Yeah. If they can get guys to lock into roles because we saw it with uh, Antoine Jones, who was a top 100 player, and a guy that we thought was probably the best guard on that team uh, outside of Jeremiah Martin. He didn't start as a freshman. So maybe that's a precedent that we got to look at it, in terms of uh, guys, you know, they're going to have to play roles. But at some point, you know, playing time does become an issue.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, going back to Kyle again, Calipari is one of the best I've ever seen at doing that, you know, no matter how much talent he gets to come in, they all buy into the roles that he puts them in, you know, so let's we'll see what penny has to uh to offer on that degree uh Evan, do you feel like that that'll be even a thing, or will they just kind of fall in line? I don't know if that ever happens when they just fall in line but what, what do you, what do you think
4: well it it possibly could be an issue uh but as Justin just alluded to, that's the mark of a great coach. And, uh, if not a great coach, a, a great seller. <laughs> yeah. Where you could convince, uh, five star kids to come off the bench. But I am going to tell you, man, uh, I've talked to a lot of college coaches over the last week and I, you know, they call me asking about kids in the city and it, these are Division One college coaches. And it's just as yesterday, I've talked to two or three. And, uh, um, a lot of the kids who I relate the message back to saying, hey, coach, man, they got, uh, four or five goals on their team right now, man, and none of them are juniors. Mm-hmm. So kids are looking at that. And uh these are quality programs who are calling. And uh, I think that does just speak attest to the talent here in Memphis. But those kids and, and those parents, most importantly, they're looking at rosters. Uh And they're looking at incoming classes and thinking about transferring at a lot of programs. So that is and could be an issue. I just think it's going to have to be, if Penny's going to be able to sell to those kids team concept and not look at the individual stats because that's basically what Kyle is a master at. You're not gonna to go to Kentucky and average twenty points a game. But Anthony Davis averaged eleven points a game there and he was a number one draft pick. Yeah. So he has those points to go show you, hey, these guys were NBA players and didn't even average fifteen points. Once Penny's able to do that he can sell it. Yeah.
2: Exactly get uh, players drafted and, and winning, uh, cures all. Yeah, exactly. Uh the bigger picture. We get them to see the bigger picture. Definitely um So we'll Mm -hmm. see what happens. Now I can't help but wonder this is my last thing, I know we got only a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Is with I look at a guy like Ryan Boyce, right? Who was, you know, I'm not gonna say to the level of pressures or anything like that, but was pretty regarded, had a spot at UAB, uh, you know, and I'm sure he'd play a lot more than what happens what's going on at Memphis right now. Is he ever gonna factor in at all or it just looks like he's just gonna be on the back burner as as depth, so to speak?
3: I don't ever want to say what a player won't do. I like to say what a player will do. I yeah. think whatever, you know, whenever, whenever he gets on the court, he's going to show you that he can defend and he can catch a shoot. Uh, you know, he's athletic. Uh, so he, Brian Boyce does some things well. Yeah. I think that was the biggest thing during the senior year. He he, he showed, improved his ability to catch a shoot. But, uh, you know, a lot of times those unfair comparisons are out there. You know, we, we hear names like Rodney Carney and uh, You know, we we just want the kid to get an opportunity, and I think if he gets an opportunity, he's going to show something that he can do. And, and Penny's always liked him ever since, he, you know, Penny picked him up on the on the AAU circuit. Yeah. That's the one thing he talked about was his defense. So I think at some point he'll get an opportunity to just show what he can do.
0: All right, guys, Uh we appreciate you as always on Tuesdays. It's Tiger Talk Tuesday, and anything else that we want to bring up, it's all right with me. Oh, and, you know what? And I, I got to bring this up, and I can't believe I forgot about I it. I think you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Final four. All right, who we got in the national title game, who we got winning the whole thing? I'm going to let Evan go first. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Go ahead.
4: I think it's going to be a all- Under Armour Programs national title. I got Auburn versus Texas Tech. I got my guy Chris Beard and Glenn Silver holding up that title Monday night.
2: Right. Oh, Chris Beard and
0: Sip versus Bruce Pearl. How about that? Yeah, what about that? And um, Bruce Pearl, I mean, imagine, of all, imagine that sideline competition, man. They <laughs> I just like to watch the sideline. Man. Oh man, Bruce Pearl of all people, and thinking about what happened at Tennessee, you know. But uh he ends up here, and then uh did he you see a- him and Cal going at it
2: too? Yeah. Uh, they were kind of getting into it with each other. Uh, yeah, the they, they don't like each other.
3: Yeah, fact, uh,
2: that much is easy. Johnson, <laughs> who do you get? who do you have? Man, it's it's hard to go
3: against that all under armor final. First off, uh with uh with Bruce Pearl, he just goes out against a bunch of dogs and he's got a bunch of dogs. That Virginia team is good. Uh yeah. you know, that was a big last time shot, but I I gotta go with Pearl on this one, man. Mm. Uh his guys are just playing on another level right now. And then on the other side, Michigan State. Uh of course they took out Duke which was which was the giant killer. Yeah. Uh but I gotta go with Texas Tech as yeah. well. I just think right now they're playing as, as well as defensively as anybody in the country. Uh Cyprian mentioned the fact that you know that, that defense is number one in piece of sufficiency, Uh so yeah. I got Texas Tech and Auburn. And uh woo, boy, I, I can't call the national champion, so we'll just leave it at that for now. Oh right, so man,
4: <laughs> I knew it. Right, we can't <laughs> let him off the hook, Bob. And uh, she <laughs> <gotta pick> <laughs> got it. a big one. I got a big
3: one. If I got to go with one, I'm going. I'm going down to leave Alabama, where, where, wherever
2: they are i course, go to Auburn, man. I'm going <laughs> <far
0: from Auburn. laughs> to He just he just grabbed the city, leaves Alabama. Yeah. That's not like a made up city. Well, actually they're in the city. So it's not far from Auburn, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. They're they're in Auburn, Alabama Auburn okay. Opelika, okay, Alabama. Auburn, Opelika, Alabama.
3: I went to Memphis, man. I went to a, a school in an actual city. You know, I didn't mm. I didn't go <laughs> in a state school. Oh, man. Oh. I'm oh, oh. saying, man. Yeah, oh,
0: okay, man. You know, But
3: hey, we yeah, that's an hey. Auburn cause. You know, nobody knows where <laughs> Auburn, Alabama is on the map.
0: Yeah, well I do. Well, yeah, See, he, he <laughs> hung around, there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Bob. Yeah. Bob
2: does. Okay. <laughs>
0: <I'm> <laughs> Bob and, say look, nobody. Bob, Bob
2: is
0: the only one. No, Bob and Charles Barkley. You know they know. Yeah, <laughs> they we know, <laughs> know where is at. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, guys. Appreciate you joining us today. Wait, Evan, who you got cutting down the nets, man? Did, did you say? Uh, Texas, 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 Texas. Texas, Texas. Yeah, Texas Yeah, Texas. I'm. Okay. I'm gonna think. you. Look, look guys. Auburn you is Auburn is tough, man. They are yeah, tough, yeah. But I'm, their best but player I, but, but is I'm hurt now. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, Michigan State to come back and do what they did, man. I don't know, but uh, but I know uh, wait, Texas wait, Tech. Know Bob. I look, know Bob. look, Texas Tech <laughs> is tough, and uh, our guy Glenn Cyprian is there. And man, look, don't you, disappoint him. Man. You um, can't have a better program, and these guys. This is the first time that they've been at the table and their forks and their knives in their hand, these guys are ready to eat, man. Yeah, like Uh, they're shopping. uh, I'm telling Uh, you, these guys are going to go at it. Texas Tech, I think it's going to go all the way to Red Raiders. Yes, indeed.
2: Okay,
3: okay.
2: All right. right. I thought you were were dancing like Prince Prince. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to swerve us there at the end. Okay. All right, guys. All right, Josh, who you got, Josh? Who you got? Oh, see, I thought I was going to get out. Um, (laughs) Man, uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I got Texas Tech inching out because Michigan State's tough, man. Winston is no joke. They play well together, um, but I got Texas Tech and Auburn because I want to see that matchup. Yeah, I think that'll be the best game. That's that's gonna be a dog fight. You know, Ciprian said they dogs and Auburn. You know, Bruce Pearl has dogs all the time. Uh-huh. It's gonna be a, a a dog fight. You know, Michael Vick esque. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, uh, but, uh <laughs> <laughs> but, man, but, Vic, hey, but what about a Snoop Dogg? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 Snoop. That'd be better, man. Yeah. But
0: um, hey guys, we're gonna have to run, and sir, I know
2: you, you guys have to fair. run. I <laughs> uh, hey, man, who who's coming on next, man? We taking that spot. Oh <laughs> no, no,
4: no,
3: no, we go ahead, go
0: ahead and run Texas Tech. I got Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yeah. He's got Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Texas Tech.
2: Yeah, Texas
0: Tech. There you go, guys. Uh, Evan Devald and, uh, Justice Bolden, man, thank you guys for joining us today.
3: Alright, gentlemen, next time.